When I originally prepared this message that I've been working on for a while, I had just a tremendous amount of stats that I wanted to share with you. Stats on poverty in America, stats on abortion, stats on babies and children waiting for adoption. Stats, stats on the homeless. I mean, and all of these stats just kind of shocked me. Uh, things like uh, on any given night in America right now, there are over half a million homeless people. And of those that are homeless, 25% of them are dying horrific deaths out there because somebody killed them while they were sleeping on a bridge. They froze to death. Uh, just crazy stuff. And so while I've been worrying myself and stressing about God protecting the babies that are being killed, God has been kind of slapping me around and saying to me, hold, hold a second, son. Haven't I kind of shown you in my word that I'm a God who has concern about every one of these things? My concern does not, I'm 100% on each of them. And if you're going to be like me, you got to be 100% on each of them too. So it's created some change that I am pressing forward to cultivate in my own life. I want us to start, if we can, on uh, Matthew 26, I mean 25, just 11 verses as our base, just 11 verses as our base. Uh, you don't even have to find it. Uh, there are some pretty big differences and and the after reading this what the things that you think I'm going to focus on are not the things that I'm really going to be focusing on Matthew 25 what I would need to do is just go ahead and actually bring that up and I thought I'd had it up but when we're de depending on the internet, or we're also depending on computers and not just the written hard copy. Anything can happen, amen? Hallelujah, glory be to God. Reload, there you go, Matthew 25. Matthew 25, I'm gonna read from verses 31 through 41, verses 31 through 41. And this just happens to be our Savior speaking. 31 through 41. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne 
Before him will be gathered all the nations and we will separate and he will separate. Look at someone and tell them he will separate the what? The sheep from the goats. He will separate people one from another as sheep separates the shepherd from the goat. The shepherd separates the sheep from the goat. Sorry, the sheep can't separate the shepherd. That's, that's a comedy joke right there. And we see that playing out in many churches, by the way, where the sheep are actually leading the shepherd. Verse 33, and he will place the sheep on his right hand but the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. 35, I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to see me. Then the righteous will answer him saying, this is the only part of this particular reading that got to me. Then the righteous will say, then the righteous will answer and say, Lord, when, these are righteous folk now, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you drink? And when did we see you a stranger and welcome you and naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king answers them, Truly, I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers, these, my brothers, these, my brothers, you did it to me. The same question is asked of the goat. Down in verse 44, don't go to it, I'm just going to read it. Then they also answered saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister to you? Both the sheep and the goat have a command and a directive to do something. The sheep are doing it and not even knowing it's second nature to them and the goat are not doing it and they don't know they're not doing it. Because to do it and do it right, God's gotta be leading you. Don't think you're gonna be a goat unsaved, unregenerated and know inherently what is sheep behavior and just do it. And without God's help on a daily basis, 
us, we, you and me, sheep that are living carnally, will also be doing stuff that are sometimes right and even sometimes not right, and we won't know it. So we have got to completely depend on the Holy Spirit in our lives. My focus today is not on what needs to be done by the sheep. We have gone over that. We've tussled with it. On the right and on the left, we've, we've, what is more important politically? I, I don't want any part of it. We're human beings, and we know, not just as human beings, but as Christians, that if we're going to be like Jesus, we have to make all of these things important. Which means that you will, at some point, be aggressively forced to stand on your fate over politics, whether you are Democrat, Republican, or Independent. And if you can't do that, you will not have a platform to minister to any unsaved person because the unsaved know that. Let me say that again. The unsaved know that if you don't, if you only talk about homeless people and naked people dying and hungry people dying and you don't deal with abortion, and you don't deal with all of these other issues on this side, that you're, you don't have anything for them to say. And they also know that if you only talk about abortion, and you only talk about this, and you don't talk about helping people and being kind, that you also are living your Christianity in a very, I don't have the word to say it, but you're, not, you're living a one-sided Christianity and they will not listen to you. You're going to be saved. Let me say that again. You're going to be saved, but the unsaved will not listen to you because in today's society, the unsaved seem to know the Bible in its entirety more than most of us. I want to focus on the sheep behavior. And my message today, I couldn't come up with a better, better heading for the message than the one that we're going to shoot on the screen right now. And as you put it up, I want you to look at somebody and say it to them. Find somebody Look at them and just say to them, Dear Lord, I'm your sheep. Help me with my goat behavior. Look at somebody else and, and say the same thing to them. Dear Lord, I'm your sheep. Help me with my goat behavior. Can I tell you that this statement is the reason why Christians are losing ground in America? I spoke to a Muslim young man who I've been kind of, I was 
talking to for about six or seven months straight. And at the climax of our interaction, he said to me one day, are you ready to die for your faith? And I said, sure, I, I believe I am. Yeah. He said, well, I, I don't mean, I don't mean, are you willing to die as a sacrifice? I mean, are you excited about dying for your faith? Like those people I read about in your Hebrew Bible, in the Hebrew, uh, by, uh, the Hebrew book of your Bible, all them heroes they talk about. And I said, yeah, I, I believe so. He said, you know what? Because, because for years and years, I have not wanted to hear any Christian say anything because Christians have only lip service. And you could tell from the, the passion in their voice that if a gun was put to their head like the young lady in Columbine and said, all we want you to do is confess as loud as you can on TV so everybody could hear that Jesus Christ is absolutely not Lord and you are not a professing Christian and you will never go back on your word and I will not shoot you. And about 90% of professing Christians can't do it. I'm talking about in America and it's not because it's been tested physically. It's because unsafe people know. Just like they could tell quite often when you're lying, when you think you're telling the truth. Because their father is a liar. They can suss out and smell out lying when Christians try to lie and make it look like truth. So I say, dear Lord, I'm your sheep. Please help me with my goat behavior. For this to be a topic that we can address properly, we've got to check on some of the behavior that sheep have that goat don't have, that goat has, that sheep don't have. And when you leave here today, my hope and my prayer is that you will double down on your conviction of being a sheep after God's heart. Let me give you facts and then we will expound. Although anatomically very similar. Sheep and goat do not even share the same gene pool. Sheep are more related to cow genetically than they are to goat. The main reason is they have four chambers in their digestive system like cows so they could eat and then sit down and regurgitate and chew again and get 
every single molecule of vitamin that comes out of grass. Goat can't do that. It's an amazing thing. The Bible talks about meditating on the word of God day and night. And you shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that, that, that meditates on the word. That spends time chewing on it over and over and over again until the last morsel comes out of it. I'm not calling anybody a goat, but if you have problems reading the word of God, much less rereading it, oh my Lord. If you have issues spending time just on one verse for a couple of weeks, you tell me what side you're leaning towards. Because sheep like to chew and chew and chew. And goat don't do that. Sheep are technically grazers, meaning they prefer mulching or munching on grass that is low to the ground. Goats, on the other hand, are known as browsers. Today, after I'm done, Somebody that doesn't go to this church and that hasn't heard this message, you will notice their goat behavior at your job when they're supposed to be Christians. And all you will say, browser, browser. Help me, Lord, Owser. Owser, help them, Lord. And they will not know that you're calling them a goat. Because sheep munch and mulch in goats' brows. What do I mean by that? They often choose to select leaves, shrubs, vines, weeds, often found at the top of plants, in the middle of plants, on the ground of plants, higher off the ground and sheep primarily only keep their head to the ground. You may think that's a negative, but Psalms 23 says, verse one, two, and three, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be stay live in want, my life is not going to be just a want life. He makes me to lie down in what? He makes me to lie down in what? He makes me to lie down in pastures of green grass, not green shrubs, not green vines, but green grass. What is the takeaway from this? He leaves me beside still waters. Yes. He restores my soul. He leadeth me into paths of righteousness. For, here it is, his 
namesake. God intends for you and I not to graze or browse on anything else, but to graze on his word. And if we can brace on his word, he says you will do that because of his name. Here's the takeaway. Sheep feeding is shepherd directed. Sheep feeding is shepherd directed. Meaning that a sheep does not eat and eat and mulch down to the nub of the grass and then they say, well, there's no more here. Let's move on. When the shepherd puts them in the pasture, if the shepherd doesn't take them from that spot, they will stay together and almost starve together. Goats, on the other hand, under the guise of making a way for themselves, will wander off and try to find something else. There's nothing else to wander off to if you are a child of God. The word of God is your browsing place. You want to look high as a sheep? You look to the word of God. You want to look low as a sheep? You look to the word of God. You want to look sideways? It's all the word of God. Thy word, David said, have I hid in my heart so that I may stay away from sin. Sheep feeding is shepherd directed. If you and I are going to be the sheep that God is trying to cultivate, you cannot, you cannot, you cannot, I cannot not read the word. And beyond that, I cannot not meditate on the word. These are two things that have to be done if you and I will emerge as true sheep and not sheep with goat behavior. Number two. Sheep have an overall better resistance, and this one got me. Sheep have an overall better resistance to pasture parasites. How many of you know parasites are everywhere? Parasites in your life are going to show up everywhere. You cannot hide from them. These are the attacks of the adversary that it doesn't matter if you're a monk. The parasites will attack your thoughts. There will always be parasites trying to attack your spiritual life. Here's what scientists have said about sheep in the real. Sheep have overall better resistance 
to pasture parasites because they have evolved eating close to the ground. They have evolved eating close to the ground, putting them in close contact with rungworms, tapeworms, and the like. Goats, in contrast, developed eating off the ground with less contact with parasites in manure on the ground. Therefore, goats have a less developed natural ability or immune system to resist parasitic infection. That they are particular attacks. That if you are doing what God is saying to do, and that is feast on his word, there's certain things that God has already mandated to every individual life I'm keeping from you. Do you know there are people that have gone through their entire life and never had a problem with attacks on their mind to watch pornography? Somebody who's got an issue with that, a problem with that, can't understand how, you, how that person could live their whole life and not, and not have a problem with, with pornographic thoughts hitting them. Do you know there are people who, who, who don't eat meat and it doesn't tempt them? And those of us who enjoy a good steak cannot understand if the steak is perfect. It has come directly off the grill at root crest. And you put it in front of that person who is committed to vegetarianism. How come they don't have a problem with it? See, because it's not a part of their appetite. Can I say something to you this morning? That if you and I become committed grass feeders, the word of God is our grass. If we become committed meditators, we chew on it, we eat it, then we lay down and we bring it back up and we chew on it again. If we don't do that, we will not develop the spiritual immunity that is needed to win because we're not fighting particular battles long enough to plan and see God give us resistance to it. When you are goating around, reading some over here and believing this, listening to something on the news over here and believing it, listening to a politician over here and accepting it, Listen to your best friend who is not a believer and taking in their stuff. What happens is your spiritual man is not able to properly develop immunity. So that when you go to somebody's house and they've got a rated R, rated X movie on, just because they're your friend, 
you just kind of sit there, you know, I, I don't really wa watch that kind of stuff, you know. <laughs> because why? Resistance has not been built up. If you are and I am the sheep that God is developing, is shepherding, is preparing, is helping to grow. As he shepherds us, he will direct us back to his word. That's how we get fed. And as we eat the word, as we go back and we chew on the word, the resistance against the parasites of this world begin to have less effect on you. We cannot stop the insects from flying around our head. You cannot stop the bird from flying around your hair. But absolutely, as we press in to the word of God, he's going to help us to stop a nest from being built in our hair. Here's what Micah says, Micah 7 and 18. Uh, and uh, I don't know if we were able to pull it up uh, uh, in the message, but I got it. We got it in the New King James. So I'm going to read it in this one, then read it in the message that I have. Who is God like you? This is a declaration. This isn't asking a question, by the way. Pardoning iniquity and passing over the transgression of the, the remnant of his heritage, he does not retain his anger forever because he delights in mercy. From the, from the message it says, where is the God who can compare with you? Wiping out the slate clean of guilt, turning a blind eye, a deaf ear to the past sins of your purged and precious people. You don't nurse your anger, God, and don't stay angry long, for mercy is your specialty. That's what you love most. That's it, that's verse, uh, verse 18. It continues in the message, but that's where verse 18 stops. He doesn't stay angry continually. He's always looking to bring us back into the right pasture, into the right eating mode, into the right appetite, into the right desire, into the right thing, so that our immunity will be built up. And the longer we serve him, the more we eat the word, the more we practice our faith, the less Satan's parasite become effective in our lives. If you're a believer and lying is a thing in your family, then it should be diminished as you grow. You may have started off the day you were saved, still lying a bunch like your family. But as you go along, your immunity against lying 
should be curbed. The Holy Spirit in you is supposed to is supposed to put that lying demon under subjection. Number three. Another difference between goats and sheep is their flock behavior. Is their flock behavior. Goats tend to be much more independent and curious than sheep. Goats tend to want to hop around. Oh, there's all good churches. You know, I ain't settling nowhere, you know. I, listen, I, there ain't no good church out there, you know. I'm just going to hop around. You know, I visit everywhere. You know what? That sounds good when you're pointing a finger at the fact that there are no good churches. But the fact that there are no good churches is proof that you and I are the problem. Because it might be a perfect church, but as soon as one of us go in, it loses its perfection. That sheep have a very strong flock mentality. Goats tend to be much more independent and curious. Sheep adhere tightly to flock mentality and can appear aloof to humans. When they're with other sheep, they don't even care about a human standing around most times because they're in their element. They're with their brothers. This difference often makes people assume sheep are less intelligent than goat. Have you had anybody that looks at you and make statements about how Christians don't have no sense? Christians don't know what's going on in the world. Have you heard that before? I've heard that. Oh, Christians don't know nothing about what's going on. The impression is that we live with our head in the sand or up in the clouds. But the truth is, the truth is the exact opposite. That the closer we spend, the more time we spend with our shepherd, the more insight we get of what's really going on out there. Sheep are able to defend and protect each other better because of this behavior. Sheep are able to protect and defend each other better because of their flock mentality over goats. Even a lion, even a lion. We talk about lions attacking sheep. You know, the lion will take the sheep. But if there's a herd of sheep here and there's one goat standing over here and a lion had to choose, he would go after the single goat. He will not attempt to go after the flock of sheep. First of all, being in a flock with all of that, that, that uh, wool that all looks the same makes them look like one big animal. 
and the, the, the lion cannot choose properly. Do I take this one? Do I? Because they're, they're right there. When he looks at the goat, he sees that goat. He says, boy, I see you clear as day. You by yourself, you got four legs and you got two horns and I got teeth. He makes no mistake. When you are the sheep that God is trying to create, connecting to the flock that he has put together, God is able to hide you in plain sight of the adversary. The adversary looks at you and thinks something different. He looks at you and thinks, oh, that's a big old animal. He doesn't understand that it's all the sheep coming together in one thunderous praise of God. Here's what Hebrews, and I'm ending here, Hebrews 10, 24 and 25 says, and let us consider how to stir one another to love and good works. Consider it. You're a sheep. Consider how you can stir your brother to love and good works. Do not neglect meeting together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day of deliverance drawing nigh. Galatians 6, 1, 2, and 3 says, Brothers, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual restore such a one in the spirit of gentleness. You who are spiritual, you who, are, who consider yourself real sheep. If you consider yourself real sheep, your focus is always going to be on restitution. Restoring somebody, not throwing them out, not kicking them under the bus, not separating and saying, you're good now. We don't want to talk to you. We are in the business of prayerfully transforming goat behavior and mentality into sheep. That is our job. That is our job. You who are spiritual, consider committing yourself to restoring that person in the spirit of gentleness. Bear one another's burden. Fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. This morning, I am asking that you sincerely pray that prayer. I don't care if you've been a Christian for 50 years. You got goat behavior. I don't care if you just got saved. There's some goat residue. There's some goat residue still operating. There's some goat behavior. And the only way that we can take control of that is if we go to God and cry out. David was great at doing that. 
according to your tender mercies and your loving kindness, Lord, come, come. I can't make it without you. Are you here this morning and willing in your heart to say, God, I can't make it without you. 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 I need you. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm your sheep. I'm, I'm your sheep. I'm your sheep. I, 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 I'm saved. I, I, I committed to serving you, but help me with my goat behavior. Because the truth is, if I continue allowing this goat behavior to take root, I will be rendered void for my job. It's the last thing he told us. He said, go and make disciples. You can't talk like a goat, walk like a goat, live like a goat. And then turn around and say, let me bring some goat over to Sheepside. We are commissioned to look like his sheep. To function in his pasture. To drink from his water. To be true sheep. To accept him as our true shepherd. And to make other sheep. Father, I thank you this morning for your grace. We come laying ourselves before you, accepting, we accept, we accept the blame. We accept the blame. We say without any reservation, God, we are the, we, we are the person. I'm like David, I'm the man, I'm the woman. I have goat tendencies. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Would you take a moment and just talk to God?